Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 55 of a well-placed cuss. Me and Max on the Zoom. It's been a while, Max. I mean, uh, I won't lie. I, I, I had a hand in why this is getting out like almost two weeks since our last episode. Uh, unfortunately, Oakley's not here. He's watching uh, John Wick, so can't blame it's a, him. It's a valid reason to miss. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just busy with schools. Finals are going to be coming up, and just a whole bunch of others, a whole other, whole bunch of other things happening in my my life, your life, Oakley's life. Uh, can't always record, but uh, when we can, it's always a good time. Max, uh, how are you doing? I'm not bad. Um, if uh, you might be, you guys might be able to hear I'm a bit nasally right now. I've had uh, had a sinus infection the past few days, but slowly getting over it. But we are here to discuss a plethora of news. Yes, we have missed. Uh, we've missed quite a few time, or uh, quite quite a bit of time since our last episode. But holy shit, we have a lot to talk about, and uh, this might be a longer episode. And unfortunately, we don't have an interview. It's the way she goes sometimes. We've been trying hard. I promise you, we've been in contact with guys, but stuff falls through and you you have to you have to pursue. That rhyme. That was a bar right there. But we'll go into probably the most pressing news that has um that's circulated around the sports world, and that is the beginning of NFL free agency, baby. We talked a bit about it last episode. We talked about Jalen Ramsey and uh Darren Payne, but we've had a plethora of more guys uh moving and traded. So we won't go through all of them because there's just too many to go through, but um, I just want to I want to highlight a couple of a couple of big ones, and I have to give a, a huge shout out to the to the NFC South because holy shit, I'm not I'm I you know you never know how these things are going to play out, but they are in my opinion they're one of the strongest divisions in the NFC now. Like the Panthers signed Von Bell. Von Bell, it was like a seven seven million dollar contract. Like they absolutely, they absolutely, they fleeced him. Oddly enough, but uh, they got Andy Dalton. They got Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen. They got the first overall pick. Like they are, they are rebuilding that offense. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what happened. I was confused about the Miles Sanders trade because they had a solid running game with uh, Dante Foreman and a good Canadian guy Hubbard in the backfield, but. Foreman left. I do not know where he went, but he left. So Miles Sanders is going to take the RB1 position there. They got a solid offensive line. They have a really, a really good defense. And Von Bell adds to, to that secondary for them. Like I thought the way the Panthers built was just phenomenal. And I'd be surprised if they weren't at least a wild card uh, seed uh, this this year. Ah, I would have to disagree with you right off the bat. Not not so much like the Panthers aren't having a good offseason, but the NFC South, I I think maybe one of the worst divisions in football, not one of the strongest in my opinion. I mean, you you can't tell me we have Kyle Trask as a quarterback. That's Baker Mayfield now. Yeah, I guess Baker. I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be in Carolina first overall pick. I mean, they're going to have some growing pains, obviously. New Orleans. Uh, I mean, they'll be pretty decent. And you know what, Atlanta, we had some breaking news today that uh, Lamar Jackson uh, uh, requested a trade like about 25 days ago. Um, 
and I think that he's the odds-on favorite, uh, or Atlanta is the odds-on favorite to get Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it has the potential, but, I mean, you, I think almost every NFC division is stronger than that NFC South right I'll, now. I'll, I'll move on to the Falcons then. Falcons got, I don't know if he's Canadian or not, but he did go to the University of Manitoba, David Onyemata. They got one of the best safeties in the game in J- in, in, J- in J- Jesse Bates going there. They got Johnny Smith. They re-signed probably, probably their best player last season, Chris Lindstrom. And um, is that it? That might be it. But they also got Taylor Heineke, as of, and he was a much better quarterback than, than Mariota or Ritter. And with, with Lamar, like if Lamar goes to the Falcons – I am I am a huge fan of that organization. They have such a good like I don't know, they have such a good core to them. You also have Kyle Pitts who's, you know, we we don't need to go into Kyle Pitts, but he's an incredibly talented football player. You have Drake London, arguably the best receiver from his draft class. Get him, get him a real, get him a real QB, and like see what that man does. But I'm a huge fan of the Falcons. They have they have really good pieces on the defensive end, and especially especially with with AJ Terrell, who I absolutely love. And I kind of think that the Falcons they might be a team this year, even with Taylor Heineke. Like Taylor Heineke, I'm not saying like the guy's a winner, but I am saying that he he almost beat the 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 Brady and the Buccaneers. So I don't know. I don't know. It might be a bit of a hot take, but this I I like I like how the way the Saints are playing. And by the way, that Buccaneers team isn't bad yet. Like, yes, Baker Mayfield isn't Tom Brady, obviously, but people were too quick to write off Baker Mayfield. I'm gonna just just watch the NFC South. That's that's that that that's all I gotta say. And they re-signed uh, Jamal Dean and um, Levante David. So. I'm just saying. All I'm, that's that's that, that's all I'm saying. Watch out for the NFC South. I well, probably the worst. Well, not probably the worst division in football last year. Just watch out for them. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I'm gonna rapid fire off some of these. We talked about uh, the Falcons, Johnny Smith. That's an interesting thing to me. You have Kyle Pitts and you have Drake London. Oh, they're all kind of similar body types. I don't know. Maybe they go Lamar Jackson. You know. Uh, Baltimore really liked using those two tight end sets and having a big athletic wide receiver in Rashad Bateman. Maybe they'd do that with Drake London. I think Drake London's a better receiver. I mean, I I like the fit with Lamar Jackson. I mean, Ty, uh, Taylor Algier is going to keep on improving. Cordero, Patterson's still there. Decent, like not the best offensive line, but Chris Lindstrom's there. Could be a could be a nice team. They have potential. All, all those teams do, and it'll be you know you can't write them off too soon. We gotta watch. Uh, Bears signed T.J. Edwards, uh, pretty pretty good linebacker there. Part of that really good Philadelphia Eagles squad. To a great contract, um, I have to add by the way too. Three three years, nineteen and a half million. That's that's a good contract. Uh, Javon Hargrave, another uh, key piece of that Philadelphia Eagles. Defense signs with San Francisco, and oh my god, that defensive line just keeps on getting better. I mean, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Him, Bosa, I mean, oh my god, who who else is on there that I'm forgetting? Like, 
Oh my god. I know I know they they used to have Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner. And I, yeah, I, well, Buckner's gone. Yeah, um, Buckner's in the indie indie right now. Yeah. Um yeah, Eric Armstead's still there. Yeah, okay. Um, Samson Ibukam. Um who who else is there? Matt Javon Kinlaw, former first round. Oh, he was bad. That's who I was thinking of. I don't know if you watched the clip. Javon Kinlaw on his run defense, maybe the worst effort I've ever seen on a given play. And then you plug in Hargrave there, fixes that run-stopping effect. And I think that's a very – I don't think it was underrated because lots of people are talking about it. But, like, that's a very big – it's a huge pickup, honestly. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, one of the better tackles, uh, signs a big contract with the Broncos. Um the Broncos are going to need everything to help uh, Russ Wilson and, and uh, the boys there. Your boy, Cameron Sutter, go, uh, Cameron Sutton, going to the Lions. I mean, Lions are looking dangerous. I mean, um, if you get uh, Jeff Okuda, uh, you know, to pick up his game a little bit here, and, uh, you know, you, you obviously have Aiden Hutchinson, and you got a lot of players on that Detroit Lions team, and again, I think they're the odds-on favorite to win that division, especially with uh, the Packers and Vikings kind of both blowing it up a little bit here. Lions could make a run. Who knows? Weird to say that. I 100% agree with that. I absolutely love the way this Lions team's built. And uh, Cam Sutton, as much as I'm going to miss him, um, I do love the Lions. So if he, if, he, if he were to go anywhere, I'm glad it's to Detroit. Jimmy G seems to be the next Raiders quarterback. I mean – I kind of like that. Um, I, d- I didn't get it. Like, like, why are you moving on from Derek Carr and going to Jimmy G? Like, why? Uh, reports are that they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. And with, with the Raiders drafting history, it's going to be Stetson Bennett at, like, number seven overall. Max Dunnigan for the win. But I just – I yeah, Okay. If if that's their plan and they're gonna like rotate Jimmy G, then 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 I kind of agree with it. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Jawan Taylor. I don't know how the Chiefs had the money to bring in uh this one of the better offensive tackles. I mean, he was such a key piece to Trevor Lawrence and and the Jaguars offense this season as an offensive tackle. Twenty five year old's gonna get the big. Uh, sixty million guaranteed, eight million contact uh, contract. You talked on Vaughn Bell. That's a huge piece for Carolina, though. You mean huge? JC Hor- Horns are already there, and uh, yeah, they're gonna be good. Got Jeremy There's, Chin there, like dude. Their secondary is yeah. elite. I promise you. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, this is a huge one. I mean, we already talked about T.J. Edwards going there. The Bears just absolutely redo their. Linebacking court honestly might might be one of the best one of the better duos of li- linebackers. Um, he's still twenty four years old. Um, gonna be twenty eight by the time that contract's done. One of the better linebackers in the game. So young. Um, Jesse Bates went to the Falcons. We talked about that. Um, Bengals lost both of their big safeties right there, Bates and Von Bell. That's, no, it's like. Uh, the Bengals are taking a hit this offseason, man. Yeah. Um, Patrick Peterson signing with your Steelers, Max. Do you, you have any thoughts on that? Whatever. Like, it's like, cool. I like Patrick Peterson. He's a great safety. Like, yeah, 
that's the only fucking thing we did all free agency. Am I supposed to be that happy about it? Like, cool, we 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 lost we lost Cam Sutton, we got Patrick Peterson. It's like great. We're gonna we're gonna keep being mid. I'm super excited about that. Uh Jamal Dean, yeah. Uh happy. I mean, I don't even know why they bring him in, to be honest. That doesn't make that much sense to me. No, it I, leadership, I, I, know. I guess. Uh, Jamal Dean, you talked about 49ers get Sam Darnold, basically replacing Jimmy G. Um, Bobby, a correct, oh my God, I can never pronounce his name. Pretty good linebacker going to the Giants. And the Giants, you know, they need linebacker play there. You got uh, a young D-line that's very, very talented. And now you get a decent linebacker back there. Chargers, this is like our one free agent move. Um Eric Hendricks, uh, UCLA product. He comes back to home. Uh, one of the better linebackers for this past decade. Um, former All-Pro guy. Um, it, it it resulted in Drew Tranquil, who, if you know me, is like was my favorite college football player ever for Notre Dame. Linebacker guy that I looked up to. Got drafted to the Chargers. I would have cheered him on anywhere. And he just happened to go to the Chargers in the third round. And uh, he went and signed with the Chiefs for like a one-year, $5 million contract. And I was just thinking, we couldn't afford to bring this guy back for $5 million. But they ended up getting Eric Kendricks. Um, Can't complain. They're going all in. Veteran guy, been there, done that. Vikings have had a dominant defense. Uh Maybe not so much in the past, uh, last couple of years, but before that, really good player. Zach Allen goes to the Broncos, Draymond Jones. I'm looking for a little bit more notable things. Uh, Jacoby Myers goes to the Raiders. I mean, I hated the signing. I just want to say that right now. Like, I, all I've seen is grades, by the way. I'm going to be posting an article on the, the wellplacecust.ca grading all these free agent moves to so go check that out. But I've seen so many grades and it was like, oh, this is an A, this is an A plus. And it's like, I don't get it. Why do you need another another talented receiver? You already have Devontae Adams and you already have Hunter Renfro and you already have oh, Alex Hollins. They got rid of Darren Waller. Get a tight end. Why? I don't. It's it's $13 million for or, or $11 million a year for a guy who does the exact same shit as, as all the other receivers. It's just worse. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, he was the top guy. I, I don't hate it for the Raiders getting as many talented weapons for your new quarterback. A um, lot of money to give up. Uh, wide receiver market was not great this year. You mentioned that Darren Waller going to the Giants. Love the pickup for the Giants. Me Low too. risk, high, high reward for a guy that a couple of years ago was top three tight end in this game. And... Uh, you look at the Giants, their their weakness has been the tight end position on that offense. So that's uh that's a good pickup for me. The the Eagles got uh Rashad Penny to replace Miles Sanders, who we just mentioned went to the Panthers. Huge, huge fan of the signing. I was not a big Miles Sanders guy. I feel like he was he got the numbers he got because of the offensive line he was behind. But Rashad Penny, like he's been battling and dealing with injuries throughout his entire career, but Finally, hopefully he can he can stay healthy and behind a line of Elaine Johnson and and uh, J- J- Jason Kelsey who's coming back for his thirteenth year, 
And like, it just, I don't understand how you can't have a, a thousand yard rusher if you stay healthy. Cause I'm a huge fan of that signing. Uh, the Jets got Alan Lazar. This is interesting. So the, so the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets are looking to deal Aaron Rodgers, right? This has been in the works for a long time. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to happen. But uh, the Jets got Alan Lazard for four years, $44 million. Now, I'm not an Alan Lazard guy. I really actually, I don't, I think he's like a, your wide receiver two, three. I don't think he's that guy. And I mean, that's what he's going to be in New York. But $11 million a year for a guy like that? What are you doing? Like, I understand you might, this is like an incentive to keep Aaron Rodgers happy or whatever, but like you have Garrett Wilson. You had a better receiver than than anyone in Green Bay last year. It's like you don't need to go and spend eleven million dollars on a mid guy who drops who drops passes. I don't I I did not understand that signing at all. I mean, you mentioned it, it was just to make Aaron Rodgers happy for the next coming. And New York, I mean, you got a whole bunch of disgruntled wide receivers already. I mean, um, they added McCall Hardman as well, but uh, traded Elijah Moore to the Browns. Chargers, wish we would have picked up Elijah Moore, basically cost the Browns nothing, would have added a speedster. Um, I shake my head in, at that. <laughs> um, two veteran quarterbacks, uh, James Bradbury re-signs with Philadelphia. Um, and Stephon Gilmore goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Both I really like, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we'll speed through these. Uh, Darius Slay got uh, released by the Eagles, and then I'm pretty sure he got re-signed, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. That was a weird thing when that happened. Um, yep. Lions got David Montgomery. Um, they obviously lost Jamal Williams to the Saints, um, so he's just going to replace that. Uh, Hayden Hurst, we talked about. Bacon Merrifield, we talked about. Jordan Poyer stays with Buffalo. Levante David stays with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mr. TikTok himself, Juju Smith-Schuster, becomes wide receiver number one in New England. Um, how much is he getting paid? All those receivers were getting paid $11 million a year. Just yep. kind of weird. Uh, Zeke. Zeke got released by the Cowboys. I'm very curious to see where he uh, ends up. Me too. Me too. One of the most um, overhyped running backs in recent history. I don't care. I will beat this to death. I don't care. If he didn't have the dynasty that is that Dallas offensive line, we wouldn't know the name Ezekiel Elliott. Because guess what? Tony Pollard came in and just said, sit the fuck down, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to show you how you actually run the football and not just rely on your offensive line. Continue, sorry. I had to get that off my chest. I mean, I, I kind of like Zeke. I've been I can see why people don't like Zeke, but I think Zeke proved it in Ohio State and then his rookie year and I'm kind of still leeching off of that glory. Uh Bengals signed Orlando Brown, one of the most overrated tackles. Guy thinks he deserves to play left tackle, that whole thing. If you know, you know. Um, and then most recently, Laramie Tunsil became like the highest paid left tackle ever. Um, good for him after his disaster on draft night. 
Adam I'm a, I'm, I'm a big La- Laramie Tunsil guy because after that fucking video of him smoking through that bong or the face mask or whatever it was, he dusted himself off. You know, he went to Miami and he just he kind of kept his head down and played really really good football. And he was like, "This is this, this is why you were one of the or arguably the first overall pick in your year." And uh, the contract definitely shows it. Um. Yeah. Panthers signed Adam Thielen. I really like that. Um, they're gonna get obviously the new uh quarterback, get themselves a reliable target, and they he becomes wide receiver number one there in Carolina easily. I think he's gonna be a really good pick in fantasy football. Um, C.J. Gardner Johnson. We mentioned Detroit having an amazing off season. He goes there. Dalton Schultz goes to the Texans as well. I just have to say, I just have to say, CJ Gardner Johnson, one year contract worth up to $8 million. This man had six interceptions. This man has been a ball hawk throughout his entire career. Worth up to $8 million. Now, I love CJ Gardner Johnson. Should have been called on the pass interference. If you know, you know. But. He's an amazing corner, and he's going to do absolute wonders. And, and he's only 25. Jesus. No, he's a ball hawk. Huge signing. I, I, I absolutely love that one. Yeah, I mean, they revamped that defense. We talked about it earlier. Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. Schultz with, like, the weirdest contract ever. One year, $9 million. He held out and kind of paid the price. Um, And we talked about McCall Hardman and Elijah Moore. And... That's really been about it. I mean, Bobby Wagner resigned with the Seattle. I saw a lot of Seahawks fans happy about that. And then, obviously, Lamar Jackson announces a tr- uh, his requested trade uh, from uh, basically a month ago. But, uh, Max, before we move on to our next topic, uh, give me your winners and losers of uh, free agency. It could be players, teams, etc. Well, I got to go one... One big winner I got to do go go with is Orlando Brown. Um, as you mentioned, and I wholeheartedly agree, he is an incredibly overrated offensive tackle. And how much money did this man get again? Let me see. Let me see. Four years, $64 million. My opinion, he's not even close anywhere near worth that. But coming off that Super Bowl, and I mean, he's a good tackle. I'm not trying to sit here and say the guy's a bum, but he's a solid tackle. He's not worth that kind of money. In my in my opinion, the, the the Chiefs essentially getting rid of Orlando Brown in exchange for Juwan Taylor, huge. Like just uh, that's going to be amazing for them. Um, so I'll go or- Orlando Brown as a winner because he should not have got that contract. Um, as you know, as I said, the Panthers and the Falcons are obviously winners, but uh, I think I think a more low key winner would be the would be the Texans getting devil getting getting Devin Singletary behind behind the rookie Pierce and Dalton Schultz as a a solid, a solid target for whoever they draft. Hopefully, Bryce Young, and uh, getting signing Laramie Tunsil to that to that three year extension. I mean, I'm a big La- La- Laramie Tunsil guy. I thought the, I thought the, the 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 Texans had a really good free agency. They they did get rid of Brandon Cooks, which wasn't a huge fan of, but I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was fairly fairly unhappy there. So I definitely get it. And um, that. That might be it. Oh, sorry. I got the Eagles as well. The Eagles are were elite. Yes, they lost a couple of a couple of uh, their core guys with Hargrave and and Edwards, but they re-signed that secondary. They got Rashad Penny. They got Mariota to back up Hurts. 
Big fan of what the Eagles did this offseason, especially coming off that Super Bowl. I'm expecting them to go to go to the Super Bowl this year and actually win it. But though that those are my final thoughts on uh, the NFL free agency. Any losers or? Uh, you know, I don't like to say losers because you never know, right? But, I mean, kind of the Broncos, I guess. They didn't really do a whole much. Yeah, they got they they got Zach Allen, but they lost Dremont Jones. Yes, they got Mike um, McGlinchey, but I really felt like this team needed to do a whole lot more if they wanted to win. So I'll go with Broncos and uh oh fuck I'll go with the Steelers. Steelers haven't done jack shit all off season. Revamped that offensive line. Thank you, getting some core pieces that for some reason are flying under the radar. Finally did a little something there. Lost, lost um, Cameron Sutton and got Patrick Peterson. We're going to be mid, and I'm not excited for the season. Yeah, uh, nothing worse than being uh, mediocre, as I've expressed multiple times this season with my Nashville Predators. Thank <laughs> the Lord that they are now playing their young guys. Uh, my winners and losers, I'll keep it nice and short. Uh, winners, the Lions and... Uh, the Panthers, the Lions, Cam Sutton, and CJ Gardner-Johnson. I mean, you add those two as your cornerback one and cornerback two, or, or safeties, um, I guess. Um, just helps the secondary so much, and uh, they didn't really lose a whole lot. They're going to be drafting really high again. I mean, you lose Jamal Williams, but you get David Montgomery right back. Panthers, I mean, they get uh, Miles Sanders, who's going to be a really good running back, uh, and get Vaughn Bell. Um, what what else did they do? Uh, Hayden Hurst. Um, Dalton, yeah, I, who, I who, who I liked as a backup. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, he's going to be a good mentor for whoever they pick up. And then my loser is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Nice. They lose yeah, that's, their a, big... that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, they lose their big uh, safeties and uh, get Orlando Brown. I mean, they needed help on the O-line, but uh, I think it could have been done in other ways. So, Definitely. That's but... all we have for NFL free agency, Max. Uh you want to move on to a little bit of baseball talk here? Yes, sir. WBC came around, and uh, truthfully, I didn't realize how like how big this event was, and like how many countries watched it and had so much pride in it. But it was like one of the most entertaining games, like just like like games. I mean, a bunch of games ever that I've ever seen. I'm not a big baseball guy. I don't normally sit down and watch a game. When Japan was playing, when the Dominican Republic was playing, or or the or the U.S. or Canada, I was tuning in because they were absolutely electric. The atmosphere was electric, and a huge note to add: the WBC finals had the most views in any baseball game ever, over sixty million views. That's got that that has to shake something loose in in uh, the M- MLB head office or. Like, just the pride that is felt throughout this. Like, I don't know. Does this come once once every four years? I want to say so. Like, make it every year. And I understand, you know, the, the logistics and whatever. But, like, this is such a great thing for baseball and such a great thing for MLB, right? Like, I just saw, like, 
a kid from Nicaragua who struck out, it might have been like Mike Trout or something, got a contract offer after the game. Like how fucking awesome is that? You get these kids who who don't who don't get that attention, and you get them and you put them against these big stars, something that that they will tell their kids, their family for the rest of their life. And then guess what? They they might make an assload of money off of it too. It's amazing. I absolutely love the WBC, maybe more than the MLB. Yeah, I mean, I have so many thoughts and opinions on this, Max. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this. Um. I honestly only watched, like, highlights in, like, two games. One was when Canada absolutely got schmucked by the United States of America. And uh, one other was a Japanese game. Um, I forget who it was against. But uh, but I obviously watched the highlights and stuff like that. I mean, you look at Nars. I think his name is Lars Nupar. He's He's an American Japanese guy. Had like 60K Instagram followers. After WBC, over a million, I'm pretty sure. Like, ridiculous. We have fucking Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout to win the whole goddamn thing. Could you write? Can you write a better storyline than that? The scriptwriters need to get paid more. Holy shit, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that kid getting contract offers. I mean, and then you get the downfall that like eighteen or nineteen year old kid our age from Canada that starts and gets absolutely demolished by Mike Trout and those guys. But like you have the ups and downs. I mean, Freddie Freeman unfortunately got injured for Canada and Canada I mean almost made it to the next uh round. Unfortunately he fell short. But uh I mean Max you can talk more about it and uh I mean I'll share my opinions before, uh, after you wrap up here. Well, I don't got, I don't got too much more to say, but um, I just it gave me an amazing, amazing feeling watching that game. I was, I was proud to be Canadian. And by the way, shout out to Freddie Freeman's story about why he plays for Canada. Shout out to his mom. That's that's that, that's an amazing story. He's an amazing guy. Canadian for life. We will absolutely adopt you. We love you, Freddie Freeman. Everyone loves you. But seeing Team Canada and seeing that pride and just everyone come together, because it was bigger than baseball, right? Like when you play MLB, you play MLB to win, to win and to play baseball, to win the World Series. But when you represent your country, it's like in anything, right? It's like the World Cup. It's like the World Juniors. There's a higher higher level of play that almost can't be explained because it's that pride, right? You want to give Canada, you want to give the, the flag on your chest a really good re- representation of what you guys can do. And I absolutely love it. There's there's very little, very few games in this in in the sports world that match up against country versus country because everyone Everyone wants to win for their country. No one gives a shit about looking good. They just want Uganda or 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 Uruguay or South Africa to win, whatever country they're from. They just want that sense of national pride. And I just, I love it. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I tossed it over to you. Man, I'm having a coughing attack over here. I'm dying. Uh, hopefully I edit out all my coughs. But uh, yeah, I wanted to just wrap it up with a, a variety of topics. I mean, you talked about the pride. Um, I forget which team it was. They asked them what it was. It was a team like full of MLB stars too. They asked them 
which would you rather uh, play for or win? The World Series or win or win this tournament? I think five out of six said win the tournament, and then the other one said he couldn't choose. I mean, if that doesn't speak of importance, I don't know what will. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's like I, we talked about all the storylines, Trout versus Otani, um, the young players showing off for their country, um, you had all those memorable moments like Trey Turner, Mike Trout becoming Mr. America, Shohei Otani showing out in front of his home uh, country, um, Randy Rosarena just balling out for Mexico and like killed all Canadians' hopes and dreams. Um, list could go on and on. I should have made a list because I had so many talking points. Um, you mentioned it, the biggest watch ever and it's just because of the atmosphere and like all that I mean we got to see all the best hitters in baseball but obviously lots of the pitchers didn't come out because they want to save their arms the batters they just want to see as many at bats and for all the haters out there saying the world baseball championship the classic it it, it was stupid because Edwin Diaz cl- arguably the best closer in baseball got hurt. Obviously, did you see that celebrating? No, I did. That was, that was, that was really unfortunate. And then people are saying, this is stupid. See, see, you got from Barstool, KFC and lots of guys roasted him. I mean, the guy is apparently just, I I didn't know much about him, but I saw his tweet saying WBC is the stupidest thing ever, blah, 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 blah. Apparently the guy's a racist. So, couldn't give a rat's ass about it. And Marcus Stroman came in and flamed him and everybody pulled up old tweets and flamed this guy. But anyways, um, he was saying how this, oh, injuries, stupid. Well, dumbass, injuries happen in MLB spring training as well. Um, Reese, like, Reese Hoskins just got injured the other day. I mean, um, polar bear Pete Alonzo is week to week. I mean, there's probably a couple other guys like stupidest thing I've I've seen. Um and like, oh uh nobody cares about it. Well dumbass, it was the most viewed thing ever. I mean if if people in America don't care doesn't mean America's the only part of the world. A lot a lot of other countries care and obviously that was evident with it being very highly rated. Um yeah, I mean, huge fan of the the WBC. I mean, I don't. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. I don't think it would. I would want to see it every one year or two years because it builds the anticipation every four years. But I remember what I was gonna say. Gary Bettman, NHL, hockey. Why did we stop doing this? Why? why it was the greatest thing ever in that one tournament when we had Team North America, Team Europe, Team Canada, Team America. Connor McDavid, your best player, actually shows a little bit of emotion and character and says, Gary, why aren't we doing this? We we want best on best. We want to see the best players. We want to see Connor McDavid versus Leon Dreisaitl of Team Europe. 
we want to see Nathan McKinnon versus uh, Miko Rantanen, Canada versus Finland. We want to see these matchups, the best on best. We haven't seen Connor McDavid wear a Canada jersey in forever. We haven't seen Sidney Crosby. We haven't seen Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid play together, Max. Like, why, why, why aren't we doing this? You saw how successful it was the first time. You saw how successful it was in baseball. Why aren't we doing it in hockey? Well, it's like it, it, it was the same thing as like, it's that pride, right? And it's pride for fans to like really care about this. But it's also pride for players. Like they want to do this. Like it isn't just another bullshit thing that they have to do or whatever. It's like they are playing for their country. There's something at stake. There's that pride at stake. And Gary Bettman just doesn't get that. Like what the fuck? As uh, Paul Bizanet likes to call him, King Jung Bettman. Um, yeah. Stupid. Gary, Gary Bettman isn't the worst commissioner ever, but like he sure could do a lot of good things. And he, he has the opportunity to do a lot of good things that just doesn't come to fruition. But Max, talked a little bit of international baseball, but it will be opening days in three days. I mean, Blue Jays season is going to kick off. It's, it's a lot better knowing your baseball team should be good. Um, hopefully the Blue Jays have a good season. Obviously made a lot of changes to the roster this offseason. New look team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my dad and mom are going to Arizona to see Diamondbacks versus Nationals coming up. I just think back to COVID. Three years ago, I was supposed to go see opening training or opening day at Arizona. I'm supposed to go on vacation and go see a National Predators game and do uh, the Cactus League in Arizona or the Grapefruit Fruit League, whatever it is out there, and some some other sport event. Oh, I just think about that. But, Max, what are your thoughts on uh, the MLB season coming up? And uh, we'll give our way-too-early predictions here. Or sorry, I had my uh, always forget to turn the mic on. But you know, I just started to get into baseball last year, so my opinions and thoughts are a bit limited. But I am really excited for this Jays team. I am, I am really excited. Vladdy kind of took a step back last year. I, I assume, I hope that he kind of gets back to like uh, MVP type level of play. If Bobachet. You have a solid you you have a solid pitching core, Alec Manoa and uh Kevin Gosman. Yes, you did. We took a couple of hits with uh Teoscar Hernandez leaving and uh Marcus Simeon leaving, but the Jays are still one of the best teams in baseball, like like truthfully. And I'm really excited to see what will come. But I have a couple of uh I had a couple of couple of CI Young winners for you here. So in the AL, might be a homer pick. I don't give a shit what anyone says, but Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa is him. Absolutely love the guy. He's love the energy that he comes with. He brings a lot of that like like energy and excitement to baseball, right? Like like the energy and excitement, the sw- like like I think you always like to say like that Florida swag, right? And he comes with that, and he makes. He has such an impression on the team. He makes it really fun to watch. 
I just I absolutely love the guy, and I'll go with uh, so I'll go with Alec Manoa coming out of the AL with a CI Young Award. Um, are the Mets in the NL division? They are. The Mets are in the NL. Gotta go with last year's winner, Justin Verlander. Coming into a new environment, you never know. He's a bit old, yeah. But if there's one thing that I have, I have learned because like I started watching baseball in like 2014, and I was like, oh shit, this guy on the this guy on the Tigers is 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 him. He's really he's really good. And then I kind of stopped watching, and I turned it back on, and all of a sudden, Justin Verlander is still one of the best pitchers in the MLB. He's just down in Houston. Won the CI Young Award last year. Got a bag this season. I think I think that he's going to win it again. Uh, that's that's fair enough. And before the baseball purists come at your throat, Cy Young Award winner Max. I I just Thank you, you. <laughs> yeah we have to clarify that before. I always make that mistake getting, when you're getting roasted by the baseball old heads here. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so those are your two Cy Young winners. Um, I got my NL right off the bat. I mean, I, I had my AL, but I'm, for, I'm forgetting who I had. Um, NL, a little bit of sleeper, not really a sleeper. Guy's an absolute juggernaut. From the Milwaukee Brewers, Mr. Corbin Burns. Um, guy's just electric. Brewers will be pretty decent uh, again this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I like what Corbin Burns does. He can absolutely just he can pump gas in there. Like it's it's quite impressive. And uh, yeah, I think he, he. I mean, he's been a top five pitcher in the NL for the past couple of seasons. And I think he finally gets that uh, award. Um, or I guess yeah, the trophy award uh, that that he needs, he wants. I uh, I don't know where where else I go. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go. Uh, I'll I'll touch with the Blue Jays. I guess too. You mentioned Alec Manoa for your AL winner. Blue Jays have a solid pitching core. You got Manoa, Gosman picked up Chris Bassett from uh, the Mets. Barrios. I mean, everybody has high expectations. Just a really good team, and uh, yeah, I mean, Dalton Varsho, I mean, left-handed bat, uh, they picked up in that trade with Debbie Moreno. Fun, fun team, Max, and uh, who do you have in your AL and NL? MVP voting? <laughs> Sorry, Zach's coughing again, everyone, but... This is such a difficult question. I want to say Vladdy, but I won't go that. I won't. I won't. I won't do go that homery with that one because as much as I love him, I don't know if he has the potential. But I think, ah, uh, it's such a tough decision. Right? There's there's so many different guys, AL, who I still think should have been MVP last year, best player in baseball, just won the WBC, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is one of the most versatile players that we have ever seen in MLB history. He's electric off the bat. He just struck out his teammate, Mr. Trout. There's nothing that this man can't do. And I think with a slightly better Angels team around them, I think Shohei will be the best player in baseball again. 
But coming out of the NL, I have a couple of teammates, actually. Zach, can you guess who the teammates are? Well, if it was AL, it would have been easy because it would have been Trout and Otani. And now, man, I got to look. Padres, are we talking Padres? Manny Machado, Juan Soto? That's a good guess. That definitely is, but that that's that that's not who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Oh, okay. Okay. A couple of defensive gurus, amazing offensive guys. I love my versatility. I absolutely do it in, in any sport. These guys can do it all. I love Nolan Arenado. He's one of the best defensive players in baseball right now. I love Paul Goldschmidt. He's just electric. I love that St. Louis team just in just in general. But uh I'll go with it's tough between them, but I'll I'll go with old reliable. I'll go with uh, Goldie. Yeah, back to back goes Goldie for Max. Um, before I had a a cough attack, um, it's gonna mention the the Blue Jays team. Yeah, I really wanted to. I still have yet to. I said Corbin Bird for my NL Cy Young. I haven't done my AL Cy Young. Oh, I'm gonna cough again right here, Max. You're gonna have to. Start bullshitting here, or something. But uh, <laughs> Max, do you have any other topics before I can actually just wrap wrap up here? Um, there there's not there's not a whole lot, but I just I there's nothing that Shohei Otani can't fucking do, man. Like I understand Aaron Judge won the MVP, yeah, yeah, he got fifty three home runs, whatever the fuck he got, I don't care. Shohei, in my eyes, is the MVP. He was the MVP last season. He should be the MVP this season. How many players can pitch and hit the way that Shohei can? I'll give you one. Babe Ruth. And he stopped pitching when he was 24 years old. That man is so electric. I absolutely love him. I love what he's doing for baseball. I love what he's doing for Japan, too. Because the 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 Japan baseball community has gone, has grown tenfold since since he's been a part and since he's been since he's been Shohei. Absolutely love him, but that's enough of my bullshit talking about Shohei. Zach, give me your AL Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna have to make it quick before I fucking just die on this podcast. Oh I've never experienced this in my entire life. Um AL Cy Young. I wanna go Alec Manoa like you did. There's so many good pitchers. I mean you look at the just the AL, you know, the Blue Jays division. I mean, you got Garrett Cole. I mean, you got uh, McClellan from uh, Tampa Bay there. A guy that I picked in fantasy baseball that I'm hoping has a big year, Shane Bieber from the Cleveland Guardians. But when it's all said and done, I really went back and forth here, Max. I really did. And I'm still going back and forth to this very moment. I'm I'm having a hard time. Fuck it. We're going Shohei Otani Wednesday El Cy Young here. Here we go. Let's fucking go, baby. Absolutely love that pick. That was but if if I wasn't such a homer, I was going Shohei. Absolutely love that pick. I yeah, I was it was gonna be either him or uh Gary Co- I mean Luis Castillo from uh, the Mariners. There's so many guys, but I'll go with Shohei. Just because I like him. I like that. I like that a lot. Who do you got for um, your uh, MVP, though? AL MVP. Again, I wanted to go Vladdy. I think he, he wanted to go. I, I But I can't. I just can't pull the trigger. Wanted to go Shohei. But I just went AL Cy Young. You go Aaron Judge. You can go 
I mean, and there's so many good players. I mean, uh, oh, my God. The Mariners outfielder, Julio Rodriguez, that's still Alfonso Davies' girlfriend. Guy's a stud. But I have to go to the best player in baseball, the greatest of all time, the one, the only, Mr. Mike Trout. I mean, I think he's getting another one. I think he's going to stay healthy. I think him and Shohei are going to stay healthy, and I think this WBC tournament is really going to help them. And bold statement here, Max, the Angels are not only going to go into the playoffs, but they're going to make it out of the first round and actually get a playoff win. Hot take, bold take, there it is. I actually I actually don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. But Because, I mean, you know, Mike Trout could still, could still have some of his best years of baseball in front of him, right? Yeah, I mean, the guy, I mean, he's been injured a lot, but he hasn't, like, had that many games, right? He's, he's probably still got a lot of tread on the tire uh, unless he, unfortunately, gets in, uh, uh, if he gets injured again, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. But, I mean, they've made improvements to that team, and hopefully those young guys start to step up here and, and, and get a support. Hopefully Anthony Rendon can do something. I mean, the guy signed that massive contract and has done jack shit. Um, but that's my bold take. And all I went Cy Young, uh, Corbin Burns. Man, again, there's so many. There's baseball, we mentioned. There's so many good players in baseball. So many good players. Like, ridiculous it's actually amount. ridiculous. Like, you just go into the Dodgers, Padres, and I'm like, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis is going to come back, Manny Machado. You mentioned Arenado and, uh, uh, oh my God, Paul Goldschmidt. I love Goldie. I mean, you go to Philadelphia, or Philadelphia, you got Trey Turner, you got Bryce Harper. And I really, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of recency bias. I was thinking maybe Trey Turner. Also, AL, another guy that I might have went, Jose uh, Ramirez, third baseman, Cleveland Guardians. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Guy's a stud. Uh, he, he was also had to shut him out. But my NL, this might be biased because I took um second round in my uh, fantasy baseball draft. Mr. Manny Machado. I like it. I, I like mean, it. I might be a homer pick because I need him to do good, but uh, I think he absolutely rakes this year. I like that a lot. I I mean the that Padres team is come on, that's absolute, that's absolutely ridiculous, man. But uh, Manny Manny man, could really stand out on that team. You never know. But I'd really I do like those picks. To wrap it up really quickly before we move on to March Madness, because I know we we were short, short on time here, Max. Um, World Series predictions. Give me Toronto AL Blue Jays. and all team. Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays are winning the World Series. Toronto Blue Jays are winning the World Series. Calling it right now. Again, still. March 27th, 10-43-2023. The Toronto Blue Jays are your 2020, 2024, or 2023, sorry, Gray. Great Cup champion. I was gonna say Great Cup champions, World Series champions. I'm calling it. Calling it. Who are they playing in the World Series? Oh, I, I, the the Padres. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams. I mean, the Mets, Padres, Cardinals, obviously the Dodgers, Phillies are looking good. 
Giants. I mean, you got Philly. Man, the Phillies were so close. I mean, you have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola there. That's a good tandem. Good win. Uh, NL, AL. I mean, the Yankees, Blue Jays, Seattle Mariners, Angels, Astros. Obviously, man, baseball is just loaded. I'm gonna go. I might go the exact same as you. I honestly, I'm oh. Do I do that? Go in the dark like, side. Come on. It's a great side. Bold of my own. Man. Man, I almost want to even say Angels, but I just know the Angels are just going to disappoint. They're like, we'll get into Gonzaga hoops, but they're like the Gonzaga of like baseball. Like, have like unbelievable players and just cannot win in the playoffs. Um, Man, fuck it. Let's go Blue Jays, Padres in the World Series. Let's go, baby. Okay. College Hoops time, Max. March is winding down. March Madness. I mean, opening round of 64 on Thursday, Friday. No school was being done then. Let's not, let's not, let's not lie to ourselves. We were, I was watching it with all my buddies in our football clubhouse. We had a big projector on. There was no school being done. We were watching no. the round of 64. <laughs> But Max, we are now down to the final four. The final four will be happening next Saturday. Let me just get your thoughts and opinions uh, of this tournament so far. What the fuck happened? What happened? Someone explain to me what happened this year. Not complaining. I love the underdog. Absolutely love them. But what happened going into go, going into the tournament? We all already knew. That the blue blood the blue bloods weren't the favorite. Alabama was the number one seed. Houston was the number one seed. It was shit, shit, shit was hitting the fan. The final four: San Diego State, Miami, uh, FAU, and UConn. What happened? How is this a thing? I absolutely love it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, by the way, FAU all the way. Love those underdog schools. I didn't, I didn't, I actually only watched a couple of games of March Madness, but I had Houston and Alabama going, going down to the wire, like, like being the teams to beat. And that sure as shit did not happen. San Diego State and FAU. What is happening? It was last year. It was the four big blue bloods. This year, we don't have a single one. I am, my jaw dropped when I when I when I kept seeing the outcomes. It was like, oh, Alabama lost. Oh, Houston lost. Oh, Kansas lost. What the fuck? Gonzaga lost. Who's beating these teams? I'll tell you who. FAU, whose arena doesn't even have three thousand seats. Yeah, um, FAU's. Arena looks like a Saskatoon high school gym. gym it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned it, and I was going to mention it. Last year, the tournament was literally the tournament of blue bloods. I forgot the school even existed when we talked about it last episode. But Villanova is wasn't even the in the tournament this year. Uh, UNC wasn't even in the tournament this year. Both of those teams were in the final four last year. I mean. Kansas this year was the number one seed, Blue Blood. They lost out in the round of 32. 
Duke lost out in the round of 32. My, you want to hear my bracket, Max? I had Kansas and Purdue going all the way. Yeah. Purdue lost out in the first round. Yep. Big Zach Eddy, good Canadian guy, could not could not get it done. Uh, they triple teamed him, and nobody on Purdue could make a shot. It was abysmal to watch. It was like they actually just couldn't hit a shot. I was like, man, if they just hit like 2% more of their shots, they would have been fine. They actually just couldn't. Our basketball team had better three-point percentage. I started on Max than the <laughs> Purdue Boilermakers. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just upset crazy. I mean, I had the Creighton Blue Jays go into the Final Four. I thought it was going to happen. And then somehow they lost to the damn uh, – who, who did they lose to? What? No, it wasn't. It was San Diego State that they lost to on a bullshit foul call. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. It, right call in the uh, in the that's a that's a foul and it was on good Canadian boy Mister Nemhard. But if you watch that, I watched that game. That was the most physical bo- basketball game I've ever seen, and they were letting everything go. And then they called that with the game on the line. I mean, hate to see it for the Creighton Blue Jays. I thought they were winning it all, especially with how the tournament shaped up. And, I mean, UConn's been destroying everybody. I mean, they killed Gonzaga by 30 points. All the teams that wanted to win in the Elite Eight all lost. It was kind of heartbreaking to see. Um, FAU just ruined K-State. Everybody loved K-State with the little baby bopping before the game. You've been seeing that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had the, like, the 5-7 point guard. They beat Tom Izzo in Michigan State in uh, New York with one of the best games ever. That fake lob, or not the fake lob pass, the lob pass where they were arguing, fake arguing, and then hit the lob pass. Most One of the most iconic moments in NCAA basketball history. Um, man, there's probably so, there's so many games that go on. There's probably so many other moments that, that have happened. Man, yeah. Been an amazing tournament. Like you said, or like I said as well, like last year was the tournament of the Blue Bloods. This tournament is like the tournament of like the what the fuck just happened. Exactly. So, Max, I got to ask you, you you mentioned the top four. We got FAU versus uh, San Diego State University. And uh, on the other side, we got UConn versus, uh, oh, my God. Miami, who upset Texas. That was wild. Texas was up like 12 points. Um, also, I got to mention, Princeton went to like the Sweet 16. That yep. was wild. But um, give me your t- uh, your final prediction here. Well, you know, you de- I definitely could have. No shot I was going to predict this. No shot anyone was going to predict this Final Four. Um, but the way, like you mentioned it, the way that UConn's been playing, I have to go U- UConn defeating Miami. And the way FAU's been playing, I have to go FAU beating San Diego State. So that leaves UConn and FAU. Now, as much as I love a Cinderella story, I have to go UConn. Just the way that they've been playing their games, the way the, the, the consistency that they've had and the dominance that they've had, I have to go U- 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 UConn winning it all. 
I I have the exact same thing happening. I mean, the way UConn destroyed Gonzaga was gut wrenching to me because I love the Zags, and it was just a beatdown. It was disgusting. They killed them. I mean, UConn's like the only basketball school in this Final Four. Like, yeah, uh, FAU should have lost to Memphis in that opening round of 64. Um, But, you know, I think they, they're the better team than San Diego State, and I think they're going to win. And I think UConn is going to just beat the shit out of Miami and FAU. They're going to go on a little Miami or Florida beatdown tour. But, Max, I've been so sure of so many things this tournament, and none of it has came true. So, with that being said, San Diego State's probably going to win the national championship somehow. Probably. Probably. Who knows? No one no one can guess anything. There's been, like, one, one perfect March Madness bracket in the history of the world. No one's predicting anything, man. I want to meet the guy who put San Diego State in their final four. Nobody made a perfect bracket. Nobody, nobody, nobody will. Like, let's be honest here. It's it's almost impossible to get a perfect bracket after the first round. There's more ways. There are more ways. There are, sorry. Yeah, there are more ways to fill out your March Madness bracket than there are grains of sand on Earth. Like, there you go. Yeah. That's all, that's Um, all you need to know. Only 30 brackets had this final four. Like, think about that for a second. Like, that's unbelievable. But, Max, we got to wrap it up. I mean, I'll give it a little quick little shout-out. Aaron Jeffrey, good Canadian boys, fighting this weekend on Bellator. No UFC card. I had to mention that. And also, Connor Bedard came to Saskatoon, and the Blades are going to be playing the Regina Pat, so that'll be super fun. I saw Bedard, but had to leave two minutes before his goal so that was unfortunate but max any other closing remarks here that's all i think it's good episode we, we touched on a lot there was a lot that happened and uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed it sorry for my coffee and i honestly i'm gonna fucking die after this episode i don't know what is going on with me hopefully we can get oakley back hopefully we can get in the studio hopefully we can get an interview but with that being said, Max, I'm going to start coughing my heart out again. So you, you close it out for us. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 55. Be posted on YouTube everywhere that you, that you get your podcast. Please leave a like. Marcus played all of that good stuff for us. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next week. We push it all like that's an eagle Tell me we fly, killing the lanes Nigga, we leash it Wear like a Congo Beat it all like a bongo I'm addicted to a neck I'm addicted to a tonsil